Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Well, hello, my beautiful friend. So today we have an exciting interview with Anastasia Karina. We're talking all about your beauty brand identity, and this is really her specialty. So if you really want to get your brand on point, you don't want to miss this. Anastasia Karina is the founder of KA, created by Karina Media. She's a brand strategist. She's a digital marketer and an event expert. She has been, she spent over 18 years in the PMU and beauty industry with extensive knowledge and experience in general media, marketing, social media, branding, and events management. She's worked alongside the top PMU masters and leading companies for all over the world, really. And she's gained a reputation as a fantastic event organizer, digital marketer, and brand identity expert. And again, she created KA Create. So she helps beauty business professionals, specifically the permanent makeup industry, with those projects. So I have to tell everybody the backstory that we've actually known each other for, I was thinking about it, almost a decade now. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time. I just started in the industry. I actually want to bring it up. Yes. So that was, I want to say that was like 2014. And that was actually one of the PMU on events in America that was a larger event. And you were translating, you were in charge. That was really one of the first, I don't know if that was one of your first big events, but that's really, I feel like that's where we met and became fast friends. But that's what I feel like kind of puts you on the map. Yeah, totally. I mean, it was one of my first events abroad, not in UK. I have done a few events in UK at this point. When permanent makeup pretty much just started and become popular. So I also even thought I don't do permanent makeup, but I, had, I have started from the very beginning and met so many influential artists from back then. So I did really see the industry change and take shape where it is now. Yeah, so amazing. So, I mean, it's, it's so funny that we've known each other for that long and we're just now doing a lot. I know, right? I mean, to be honest, I also want to bring my story when I met you. Because you meet so many people through the years in the industry, but there are certain people who just, you meet and you remember them and you remember everything about them. And it was, it was you. I remember when it started, it was our first event abroad, which was, was quite challenging and stressful, of course. And I remember all your support. You never met me before. We just start speaking and you just transmit this calm and professionalism and care. And since then, we never, we always been in contact. We have met in New York as well. And I also want to congratulate you on your achievement because all your personal qualities you brought into the business, into your personal, your very personal own and unique brand. 
which is why I think it's so successful because you are just being you. You always like to help people, even back in the SPCP, where you were also a big role of that. You was always one to call, one to ask, one to solve problems. And I'm so glad that you're doing it now for yourself and congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Well, listen, I feel like this bio that I just read of yours doesn't even do you justice because you have been the mastermind behind such big events, like many, many conferences. And let's just break that down because we're talking about brand identity. And so let's bring this, we'll get into the events in just a moment, but what are some things that beauty professionals need to know? Like, can we define brand identity or break it down for us? Yeah, totally. I mean, why the brand identity right now is so important. Like before everyone speak about advertising, marketing, and, and so on. Right now, more and more brands are going back and talking about brand identity. Competition in our industry, it's fierce. It's very difficult to enter or stay in the market unless you turn yourself, not just from a one person, which is nothing wrong to be one person, but it's just a person. If you don't manage to turn yourself to the brand, it doesn't matter if you're a big company, a medium-sized business, or it's just a one-person show. You must turn yourself and see yourself as a brand. Because the industry changed, the consumers changed, we are much more educated now. They have more trust to the brand. If we can see and perceive you as a brand with your values, with your traditions, and if we can see consistency in delivering these values and the mission, which you have as a brand. So basically what I was saying in order to succeed, you need to break through the clutter, grab your deal, customer attention, and show them that you, your product, your service, you yourself can be trusted and you're the one we need. The best way to do is the branded. So if you strive to create your brand and you want to stay long-term in the industry and grow, brand is so important. Like for instance, if talking about research, it's proven that the brands can charge up to 80% more for the pretty much the same products and services. This is speak for itself because at the moment, everything was already invented. So what is you can do different is create a different brand, brand identity. But also it's important to understand that brand identity, it's like a, it's a free beast. So you have brand, you have branding and brand identity. So it's free, more or less the same, but not so much the same important understandings you need to have. So pretty much the brand is a perception of you or your company in the world. The branding is an act of shaping your unique, distinctive brand. Think of practice like bringing your brand, your company, yourself to life. And brand identity, this is more or less what people think of is what your company creates to portray the right image to its consumer, which is brand voice, brand design, logo, website, unique marketing merchandise, also the marketing messages. It's everything what you post everywhere where people can read it. So it has to be also consistent. So you have to communicate the same thing. So you cannot create brand identity without having understanding what's your branding, what your mission, what your statement. It's all connected and you have to really sit down and think about that. There is a lot of companies who can do it for you, but then in the end, you can be completely lost in someone else's perception of you, and this is not you. So you cannot, you cannot, you cannot make it last long. It's a farce. And now consumers and our customers are very clever. They instantly spot mm, there's something wrong. This is not what we're trying to sell. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I love all that because just like you said, like so many people wear brands, right? We have different labels on us, whether it's Chanel bag or if you like Gucci or Hermes, whatever your brand that you like, or even Coach or even even other labels, right? We all wear these labels, and it's interesting. Those brands didn't have to sell us, yeah. Like they didn't have. We wanted to go to get them because of the perception of that brand, the status of that brand. And so, like you said, they can charge higher because even if it comes off the same, I, I use the example like Chanel glasses, sometimes in China can come off the same, you know, not the purses and not the yeah, tour, yeah. but the glasses come off the same assembly line. They just put the logo on and can charge three versus $30, right? So you see that? So it's such a great point in understanding it. And I love how you broke that down in the brand, the branding and brand identity. Where should we start? Like if somebody, obviously they need to start with their brand. And, and so what if they feel like, okay, I've got my mission and then they have some of the brand identity, which is I got my logo and my font and my colors. Where do you think people are kind of missing? Like, what are they missing to really stand out and create a unique brand? The thing is behind all of that, the most important, I know everyone is super busy now and they want to get things done quick and brand identity. This is not the case. This is a long-term important mission, important core for your company to grow. You cannot just do something without research. Let's start even with the logo. Yeah, we all know we want a pretty logo, but do the scientists be be behind the color, behind the typography, behind the shape. The certain shape or the color can actually reflect a negative emotion of your customer. So you just choose the color randomly. Oh, like, I don't know, purple. But do you really know what effect it has on a customer? So there is a big scientist behind that, which used by big corporation, very successful brands. So why do you think you're any different? It applies to all of us. We have human body. We are react somehow more or less the same to certain colors, typography, and shapes. And there's a big studies behind that. So I'm sure we can trust that studies. So have a research before, like, is it really this color represent you well? Is this typography represent you all well? Or the, even the music you choose, you really need to think these think this things through. Another thing, do your research about what your competitors are doing differently, how you can be different to them. Don't try to copy them because when how are you going to win the game if you always look in what we're doing and they're clearly going to be first? So you need to do your research and there's plenty of research available about your area, about who is your customer. Because often I, I see that, that the, the clients, they don't know who is their customer. You always ask, who is your customer? Oh, I, I don't know. But you cannot have them all. You need to start somewhere and choose like who you want to serve, like which area, cultural difference, age who is your perfect customer, and then create the communication and branding aimed to attract this customer to you. So when your potential customer go to your digital presence or somehow interact with your brand, but instantly know, right, this is my place. This is my person. This is where I want to go. Otherwise, you're going to be lost in all competition. When you were talking about the color, two things, I love that whole color psychology. And a lot of people don't know that McDonald's picked the yellow color with the golden arches. Yellow is the color that the eye can see the farthest. 
So that's why we can see yellow stands out like in the distance. We can see those golden arches. And it's funny because when I was looking at my brand, I like the hot pink because it represented energy and, and things like that. And then the blue represented loyalty and trust. And it's interesting how these colors, again, like you said, can really affect how somebody feels. They've done studies on how restaurants will have green. They didn't want to have too much red in the restaurant, but they wanted green. You'll see a lot of green because people think it's healthy and it encourages them to eat. I mean, just the psychology of these colors. So I love that you said that. And I wanted to also just highlight what you said about the customer. Again, if you don't know, guys, you should rewind that. If you don't know who you're selling to, how can you sell to them? Like really deep, because people can be very generic. Like, oh, it's this age to this age, but like really the psychology of what keeps them up at night and what are their fears and what are the reasons they're not buying. So that was so fantastic. And just to go back to the colors, you're right. This is a, it's a very big topic. If you start talking about all colors, it will take a long time. It's easily to find on internet. So please do your research and don't just see yourself as a brand and not just as a person who just choose things because we like it. It's very important. And for the customers, like like you say, you must know who your customers, like even the choice of music. If you want to attract 50 plus, let's say, you're going to choose some hip hop. You have to also think that you accompany all your posts and reels with the music, which will attract because music is so powerful. You see some reel, which is nothing special, but we put the right music and you instantly involved and it's completely changed the social media world, the marketing world. The choice of music, it's really have such a power, which is also worth investing in, into understanding, and maybe even create the full layout, what kind of music we're going to use. I mean, this is all coming to the actually consistency of a brand. So you cannot just get one B right and forget the other one. You need to get all these things clarified and then create the brand identity guideline. Don't think that this is posh, is not important or just for the big corporations. No, we're not. This is pretty much all your business, your values, your course, your typography, logos, even the music, even how you reply to your customers. You can put everything in one place because nowadays with employees, we come and go very often. The agencies also change so quickly. They're not happy. We go to another one because so much options are available. And if you don't have this guideline, created where all your core values are inside about your company and it's everything from your typography to even your even the special scent you use in your salon all these things you can put inside and then this is a book you can send to your new agencies you can send it to all your you have to not can you must send it to your employers so we all follow and we know exactly what your brand stands for Otherwise, if there's no consistency, you will lose the trust of your clients because they want to see this consistency everywhere. Even the way you answer to messages, to comments, what you post, even if it's just a casual post, you still have to keep in mind, what is my strategy? So let's say the like the common mistakes where I'm going to, you promote the high-end luxury experience, everything is high class and like it's actually quite common now, yet you go on social media and you see some random posts with not so luxury language, not so luxury attitude. The customers are not stupid. We see it and we're like, okay, so it's, it's, it's just a pretend. This is not what who we are. So if you are like Chris and more edgy and more fun, 
will promote yourself as an IG and fun environment. And you will get your customers. There's plenty of them who want to have fun, who doesn't want some environment. They want some fun. So be with fun. It's so important. Or let's say if you're one person who manage the business, which is very easily to find with social media, you can dig in and exactly who is the owner. You go on the social media profile and there is completely something opposite what we're trying to sell. And customer again thinking, even put it to a personal space, but yet we can see it and they instantly think, well, I don't think I can trust this, this brand because what we create for the business, what we brand identity, what we brand mission, it's kind of fake because we can see completely different things. It's, it's very important to define your, I know it's very difficult because everything was invented, but for instance, I can give maybe a few examples. Every, now it's very, I mean, it's not popular. I believe it's a right thing to do about eco-friendly environment and friendly. Well, you can choose this as, as your statement, as your differences, because you need to create differentiation. For, so for instance, you only use, you not just claim it, you have to live to it. So you use eco-friendly packaging. Everything in your place also have to be as much as possible eco-friendly. You communicate this message on social media and you try to educate your customers because there's a plenty of eco-environmentally aware clients who are happy to pay extra or who actually choose you just because of that. And But you have to live up to it. Don't just make a mission. Or another one, like you really, like you, I saw this very often. I'm not going to call the names, of course. It was very popular at some point. I'm a, a, a cancer survivor, charity supporter. Big, big, big announcement, everything. Then they get the hype and nothing happened. They done one client and it disappeared. This is also misleading. This is not cool because if, if you want to do it from your heart, go on. If you're not, just don't do it because people also will feel like they was, it's misleading. You kind of don't respect the trust of your customers and many won't buy it. So you have to live up to your messages, up to your mission. That's why it's important to think of what you can sustain and what is really you and educate your employers. Like there is one thing which has also come to my mind when I go to any beauty establishment, I always pay attention how things are, what can be different because it's become already a professional skill after so many years of events and organizing different trainings and seeing so many different companies. So what is one, I'm sure you as an artist, did you have this before when you have a client who comes with their friends, like one, sometimes two at a time, and they just stay around over your shoulder, right? I'm sure this is very annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So what, how do you deal with that situation usually? I tell them that you can have one friend in the room as long as she's quiet and she's not <laughs> disrupting me. And if that person is going to make you anxious, like if it's your mom or and you don't have a good relationship or like I've had that happen before or a sister that annoys you or something like don't have them in the room because I just want the atmosphere to be very calm. And I don't need somebody else telling me their opinion, not ready for it. So yeah, I always kind of like make sure you're picking the person because you really want them there. And I will only allow one person. I don't need a party in my room. I'm trying to do a professional service. So exactly. So you deal with that situation, but some artists are having complete policy of no, 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 nobody can be in the room, which is also somehow... Okay, son, if you are this way, that's fine. Okay, if you have the clientele who is very strict, that's fine. But let's say you're trying to find your niche 
And every idea you have, it's already been taken and you don't find the, how you can differentiate yourself. Well, here we go. I often, I go somewhere and there is a salon. There is nowhere even to sit. There is no chair. There is no proper place. Usually all the clients will like to bring friends or if I drive far, somebody is driving them. And especially if your client go over 50. So think about that. You can turn that into your benefit instead of making a not so comfortable experience. The client laying down, thinking, feeling bad about the friends standing around without a place. The, 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 the friend is also kind of thinking, my God, it's not ideal. How long is it going to last? Make actually something like a, a, a friendly area for the friend. Yes, it's annoying. Yes, but this friend can turn to a customer. So create a comfortable area for them to be. So when they're not over your shoulders looking out because we're occupied with a magazine, with a nice candy, with a coffee, and they still have a friend around, but at the same time, we feel like we're also having a good time. So this is going to be your selling point. This is going to be your difference. You create in a fun, friendly environment. So you turn permanent makeup into something more social. And then again, this client tells another client, and probably this is might be your selling point. Or it can be a pet friendly or a kid friendly. You can create a special area for kids where they can play or even go extra mile and have a child mind. I mean, of course, it's like going more extreme, but it can, of course, you can include it into the price, which is many, I think, will be happy to pay. Because some busy moms coming with a kid from another city, they just want to relax and have three hours of peace. Then you tell them, I'm listen, for a little bit extra, I can organize your child mind in the next room. And I'm sure we will be very happy with this and we're happy to pay. And I think we're going to come out and tell all the mommies out there, guys, you want to have a good time? Just come here. You will be taken care of. So this is how you can be different. I know it's, it's much more harder now. Imagine 10 years ago when we all started, you would probably think, <laughs> forget that. But now you have to be creative. You have to come up something that your brand, your brand identity is different to another hundred another artist out there before you was just one maybe in a big area a decent one and then the rest was just one idea so we have no even a way to reach to your level so unfortunately now everything is traveling quick they're also everyone using a photoshop so you don't even know who is good who is bad and that's why maybe extreme differences have to be done to actually stand up Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love, first of all, it's brilliant because I don't even know if anybody's doing it. So this is why you are the mastermind of this stuff. I love what you're saying is think outside of the box. You have to be different. You have to be original. And absolutely, there's going to be somebody that if you can arrange it for them and you can take that off their plate, like how can you make it an easier yes for your client? How can you make it a no-brainer decision? How can you make your brand, this is what I'm hearing you say, stand out from these other brands, right? If they have three other artists to choose from or three other beauty professionals to choose from in your area, what sets you apart? Well, if I can go to this place and they, if they can come to you and childcare is already taken care of, and that's one thing off of their list, off of their mind. I mean, yes, 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 yes. Like all things being equal. And then you don't have to worry about trying to just compete on price because your brand is above the price. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. That's what brand for. That's what brand identity for. It's not about the offer because so many companies and artists still perceive their branding 
and marketing based on offer. But this is, it's not going to work, especially in a recession we are facing now. It's limited now the consumer's buy power. So things are changing. So, but if we turn them to, to the loyal customers, not constantly hunting new one, new one, new one, spending all this money on advertisement, times change. People are just scrolling through. It's become annoying. Nobody wants annoying advertisement. Actually, it's a research that people don't trust it anymore. They trust user-generated content. They, they trust something more which is valuable to them. So we want to use the gadgets and social media and adver not advertisement generally for what it was intended to, to connect with the social community, to actually get something valuable. And you always need to be upfront and stop just bombing your social media with a corporate content. It has to be the quality content which actually involve conversations. And this is the key to the successful brand management and the brand identity. So you have to live up to your word. And also, like I say, if you find your niche and if you become amazing at that, get your client as loyal as possible because then he will never go anywhere else. Even if time is tough, we will still stick to you. Instead of spending all your time and money on these new, new, new people, it's like pouring water in a in a bucket with a hole. You're constantly spending and then you're losing your clients just because you don't pay them attention. You don't pay enough attention. You don't do extra miles for them. So they don't feel treat, treated well. Like when you go to certain shops, which now everything you can buy online, but there's some certain shops you go just because you're going to get different. This special person who will greet you, who will ask how you are, who will give you this extra service, show you everything, and then you won't swap it for the online shopping just because you get something extra. And this is a new challenge which our industry face. It's fast, it's not anymore good. It's all about the quality and it's about experience. So you need to come up with the experience. Like for instance, if you claim you go above and beyond or the clients like a family, this is, could be your mission or your claim, then you have to call them. You have to do a courtesy calls, for instance. Of course, if you don't have resources, it's easy now to hire someone part-time or you can even have some freelancers on Fiverr. It's, it's, it's very affordable now. So have a courtesy call. Ask how we're doing after the treatment. Make sure we understand the aftercare and gently remind them. Try to, of course, if you have so many clients, it's difficult, but maybe you can somehow automate it and have a message on their birthday and offer them something special or a freebie. So then the client feel like he's not just a client, he's kind of a friend. He, he feels for you. He, he wants you to do well. So we're actually the one who will be considerable during the turbulent time and still go to you because we feel like, oh, well, we want to bring some business. And in, in the hard times, in a recession times, surviving, it's also a success. We all have to understand that. I love those specific examples of if you say you go be above and beyond and or if you say we treat everyone like family like how does that how do you actually do that what is tangible when they're thinking about their mission or thinking about how they're different from their competition then they also have to do the work this is what i'm hearing you say of saying like how do you actually do it like you said do you make those calls what are the things that you're doing if somebody was to put a camera on you what would they see you doing to show that you actually do go above and beyond. I so love that. I have some questions, but I know you also have notes as well. So selfishly, I wanted to know about when you do events, like because you do some 
big events and you are behind the branding, just the whole kind of like golden thread that goes through the whole event, your mind is working. What are some things that you are thinking about? Because as you mentioned, not only is it harder to stand out in our industry, there are way more events, <laughs> beauty, permanent makeup conferences, this, that, and the other. What advice do you give for people that are wanting to have a conference or host an event? Like, you know, how do you help them really stand out with that? I mean, first of all, once I remember my most challenging event, it was in South Korea when they reached out and they said, look, uh, we really need your help to help us out. We, we had an idea, but we're not quite executing it right. I don't know the market. So you cannot just use the, the skills for Europe or for US somewhere else. So you have to Wherever you decided to have your event, the country, even the city, you of course first have to consider the cultural differences, what is in trends, when you choose speakers, when you, of course, we all aim for international events, but nowadays 80%, 70% of attendees usually are local and you have to kind of reach that. So you have to think through what kind of trends at the moment happening. So which subject you need to cover. So you're not just creating this, I'm not saying boring, but imagine if you have two days event and you have 20 topics just about permanent makeup and safety and something else, which was talked for past five years. And it's like a standard golden thread of events. I always used to think outside the box and I think, okay, I sat for three hours listening about brows. I'm clearly, even if it's a good speaker, it's become boring. You cannot focus on the same topic for too long. And it's sometimes a very difficult topic. Not everyone is so entertaining like Tony Bilfato or Eddie, or when you just go and you, to be honest, you just want to see them on the stage and you don't even like hear much what they're saying, you know, what they're amazing artists, but this is a unique example. Think of throwing something else like the, the makeup masterclass, which you can give to your client. Again, this is also going to brand identity. You want your client to come out of you looking beautiful because first thing we do, we do a selfies. We'll offer them extra. There is a special, you can create a special makeup after the permanent makeup, so it's easy to learn. You just put a little bit on foundation, something else. So we come out looking beautiful, posting user-generated content, saying how amazing you are. Here we go. So put this class on because it's different. Think of something that, that fill the agenda, not just with a standard standard. Like all events, if you look, I would say 90% of them have more or less identical topics. I know now before we have all this unique technique, Unique ways, I mean, come on, we all know not much. I mean, I don't know if it's something unique. I hope there's still something out there I don't know, but maybe because I was in the industry for so long. But if you're like you, you've been in the industry for so long, when you see like 10 D brows, you pretty much know it's it's a lot of helpful. But anyway, so you cannot just play on that. So think of something outside the box, which can be different to other events. Uh, even the things like, for instance, even branding, not many talk about that. So put this on. Put something hands-on uh, masterclass, uh, not just about the makeup, but even about the crisis management, like what's happened when crisis hit you, or even how to manage your own company finances. Because sometimes we have always different people, one person leave, and you somehow don't even know how well you do it. So even the AI, like now AI is taking the world, so put this on. Then, of course, another area you have to create some different branding, which is not the same, the post, the video, the live, you always have to come up with a different way to engage these speakers. Speakers are very spoiled. They get invited everywhere. 
So if you don't give them right motivation to promote you, I know it, I should have not say that, but let's say you tell them, look, if you promote well, you get, you have your own code, you sell it for us, you get some sort of commission. Well, I'm sure we will promote you more, but some won't because for them, this commission means nothing. So you again have to think who you're choosing, who you're putting, how committed we are going to be. So sometimes putting someone less known can give you such a good coverage because they're hungry, they're grateful, they will do anything for you. So you also have to find this good balance between the, the superstars who you cannot expect much, we're too busy, where life is too hectic, so it's understandable. And then this is a good balance of this local artist, the one who is actually can really bring you a good awareness. And of course, fun. You need to make sure people are having fun. It's not just the, the traditional gala dinners. You have to make people to be relaxed, to enjoy themselves, to also give them this freedom. So we know we're not just coming for events, we're also coming to have fun. And of course, it's become diff more difficult to come up with something new. But with internet and everything, you can always get some ideas from beauty contests, from some other events, from even like, there is, there is always some inspiration you can find. So I think for events, this is, was my, the, the key probably strategy to always think outside the box and of course have to understand the cultural differences. So if you have event in a certain city, have some people from that city as well, because they will also help you out to make things easier because planning is my God, this is so difficult. So if you don't have a local. Like, trust me, it will take you twice longer to solve the problem than it will take someone who is actually there and have friends of a friends, someone is there. So it's also worth having someone who is actually from the point of your event where it's located. Yeah. Oh, so many good gems. <laughs> Guys, there's so many good gems. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. It's so true. And I think there's so much that goes because I've been on the planning side with other conferences and there's so much behind the scenes, food and beverage that people don't realize how crazy that is at AV, audio, video, the prices are outrageous. And so there's so much that goes into it. So, but I love those tips of, again, really just thinking outside of the box because that's what you have to do to be competitive these days, right? And there's so many aspects of it. So, all right, final tips on brand identity or where if somebody, it, let's do it two ways. One, if they're just getting started, start here. We'll make that simple. And if you're already a pretty established brand, but you need to kind of give yourself a little edge what are the two pieces of advice that you would give to both of those? So for the beginners, first, like I said, you have to find your consumers. You really have to do your research and compare with the competitors. What are we doing differently? This is very important. You need to find, you cannot always change. Like you start like we so maybe I try this way because I don't have time to research. And if it doesn't work, I change. No, you cannot do that because you, again, you're going to do the, you invest more because brand identity, generally branding, it's not advertising. Don't confuse the brand identity with advertising because in end of the day, if your message is, doesn't, it's not coherent with what you're doing, then it's, it's, it's actually not going to work. You can spend loads of money on advertisement, claim some, some big things like my the permanent makeup, unique technique last for three years, but then if it's not true you are going to lose customers very quickly and then you're going to damage your reputation in long term. So don't fall for these claims or 
copy someone else, be realistic. You cannot be good at everything, let's say, but maybe choose something, one thing which you're good at, get it to a perfection. There's nothing wrong with that. How many artists who are just good at brows and they're doing amazing. We say, what? I can't do lips and I don't want to. So why? So maybe just focus on that and make this amazing. And then later you can add something on instead of jumping everywhere around. And don't just rely on heavy advertisement. Everyone just keeping it right now. So please don't think that if you spend money on advertisement, of course it may, it will work, but not as much as I used to do before. Spend more time on developing you, your message to a customer and loyalty. Like learn this loyalty. Why these customers want to come to you, even if it's a young brand. If you have something which we can relate, we'll come to you and we'll give you a chance. So this is for the one who just started. So take your time to research and do it right and don't rely heavily on advertising. All your messages have to be true. You're not going to go far just with a, this fast new new marketing attendee browse and so on. And for the brands who is already established, don't think that if you're already there and you are a statement and you're a champion and an industry leader, don't think that you can stop because trends are changing very quickly. So today you're on the top and you're very relaxed. And the next day, your competitor realized the change in the market first. They did the research and then they start doing things differently, which actually in time or because of certain situation or certain trends, your customer is going to go where? So you have to always never stop inventing, uh, training yourself, training your staff, educating your staff constantly on your mission, on your statement, what's working. But of course, consistency, it's also, you have to allow yourself flexibility. So if something changes in the market or on your consumer behavior, well, you have to adapt quickly. Still stick to your core values, but adapt. Because the brand, you have to see it as a living organism, with a brain, with a skin, with a heart. So they are aging and certain things happen in the world, which also affect our perception. So you constantly have to be aware of that and act. And the faster you act and the more correctly you pursue and you keep your brand identity on point, it's, it's how successful you're going to be in the long term. So even for instance, let's say some of the bigger brands, we think mm, we're not growing. Well, if you're not growing, well, technically you can add something else. Like why, if you have already a customer, which I, I see so many brands, which is have so many customers and they say, well, we've not enough revenue. Yeah, we have customers, but we kind of stuck. Well, why don't you start selling some unique or maybe not unique, but something which is hard to find a cosmetic range, which you can sell to your customers or create a, a special aftercare, which we can take with you and you can say, if you use it or a special SPF, which is somehow really good and protect your brows or lips and make it last longer. So add something extra and then here we go. You will grow this way. And then in a hard time of diversity, one or another can save you. So it's always to kind of create a brand, not just focus on one thing, but somehow also add some safety blanket to that. Yeah, so true. And I think with... AI, all of the artificial intelligence, all of these apps, all of this technology, it's its amazing because it's really making it easier, right? And it's kind of shaken up the whole online world because now ChatGPT can create 20 social media posts for you in a matter of seconds, right? With the hashtags and emojis and all of these things. So it's making it easier, but that also is going to make it more what I call loud and crowded online because now people that didn't know what to post before are going to post a lot of just generic stuff. So it's going to be even harder to stand out. So really having this 
brand identity, having this information is so important. Having this core foundation of who you are and how you stand out and being different is so key. So, so good. So many good gems. And the thing is also the quality. You really have to stick and offer the quality. In the end of the day, in our industry, the quality service and the good aftercare and the how you deal with complaints, which are happen. This is a key. You must educate yourself and your employees how to do it. This is so important. This is the key. You must find a way, even somehow, let's say, of course, eventually it will cost you money, but it's better to deal with it quickly, make a refund, do a multiple calls rather than leave it. And then it will hunt you down and it can really destroy your brand because in past the consumers didn't have such a big power over the content. Because now we're everywhere. We can start writing things. Always remember in our time, all social media groups or Facebook groups where artists used to destroy each other over one little thing. So you really have to watch out and focus on like, you have to do things right. We all make mistakes, but when you do everything to make it fixed as soon as possible, because this is initially is how you're going to succeed. So good. Okay, give them all the information of how they can find you if they want to reach out and work with you. I know you do a lot of these big events, but you do branding for individual artists as well, right? Well, actually, that's what that's what I've always been fascinated by branding. I always in events, this was my kind of natural, I suppose, gift. And, I, and I'm so excited about that now because nobody used to talk about that much. So I started my research long ago, and that's how I work with other customers. Even when we're doing brand identity or websites, I always, this is my thing. This is my thing to research, to find when I speak to clients, I already see what's way strong point going to be, how they can sell themselves. So actually now also because of COVID and then all these travels, I also slow down these events. I still do, but not as much, but I'm really taking over the branding. So if any of you need a brand identity or, of course, it's involved everything, all typography, websites, logos, but this is more than that. I can also, you can see the example of brand identity books on my website, which is kakreate.media. And you can reach me out also on Instagram. So if you need any advice, I can also give it to you for free if you want. I love doing this. And and thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I, I It's really becoming my passion, truly. I it's It's fascinating. Yeah. Well, you are so good at what you do. And that's why so many people reach out to you again, because you you have that eye, you have the knowledge, you have all of the experience. And so that's why you're so good. Okay. So I always like to finish up with what's exciting that's happening for you that's coming up. What brings you joy? Anything like that that you want to finish with? Well, first of all, the exciting thing, like I said, because I really moved into the branding from, uh, from events and it's very exciting for me because I think all these years, over 10 years of observing, attending many events, classes, meeting fantastic professionals like yourself, I always been an observer. I never just see doing nothing. I always watch. I see what can be done differently. How is this brand? I see the brand starting from nothing becoming soapy or disappearing. And of course, like I always pay attention, why is that happen? Why we do good? Why we disappear? And I think this has helped me to kind of bring this knowledge. And I think I really truly find it my purpose as well with a more stable life. And the exciting thing I do, I did move to Portugal from UK, which is for me very exciting. I finally live in a warm environment like yourself, because you've also been in a cold New York, like I was in a cold UK. And isn't it life is much more happy and fun with the southern beach? 
seriously, what what a difference the weather makes. <laughs> Remember, met in New York, all cold, and the... <laughs> it's, yes. it, it's 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 totally a chat change. Yeah, well, we're going back to New York. We go usually once a year and see friends. So we're going to be there in June. But I was like, oh my gosh, every time I'm here and it's wintertime and it's like beautiful and sunny. And I'm like, I can't, even though I miss my friends and I like the buzz of New York, I'm like, I can't go back. I'm, I'm, I'm in Southern California now and that's what it is. Yeah, actually, yes, actually, it's all great. Thank you for being here. Yes, move here. So it was not planned. It was happened because of COVID. We had a very bad lockdown in UK. Really, it's horrible. So I pretty much just ran out from lockdown here. One time, second time, and when I stuck here for five months because I couldn't really come back. And this is here I am. So this is a big change. Yeah, this is a big change and it was good for me. So that's why I'm also moving more. When you're happy in your place, you don't want to travel anymore. I used to travel twice a month and now I was like, oh, no, not really. I'm happy here. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so good. I love to see you happy and you have so many amazing things going and Portugal sounds beyond fantastic. So, so good. It is yeah. horse riding, surfing. It's like all these activities I always like. This is pretty much which is available here all year round. So I'm very lucky. I'm very blessed that people come in here for holiday and I'm actually managed to do a change because it's not easy to do a change at 13, well, 38, 30, 38, yeah. So, well, I was 38 when I make a move. So it's not easy, <laughs> but it was all worthwhile. This is another thing for, for the company as well. Sometimes when you have, when you face something and you need to grow, it does come with a price. It's a lot of challenges, but you just need to stick with your big idea, dream big, aim big, and just have this vision in front of you and you will get there. Then just don't give up. Just keep going. And with that, we're going to say goodbye. Oh my gosh, Anastasia, Karina, Karina. <laughs> Thank you, April. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.